Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. I'm Angela Hartnett. How are you, Angela Hartnett? I'm very well, Nick Grimshaw. How are you? My yeah, mum's calling, so if you could hurry up. Oh, I sorry. Yeah, we'll wrap this up so you can speak to your mum <laughs> in half an hour. Um, right. Coronation week this week. I know, fantastic. Not happened for decades. Yes, indeed. Decades. Are you excited about the coronation this I week? am. I think it's where we are brilliant as a country. When I say we, at the plural Yeah, what do you do for it? Uh, we've always <laughs> had street parties. They're having a street yes. party this year, but I'm not around. Oh, no. I'm up to Scotland, which is great because I'm going away for it. But be I'll be guest. watching it. Yeah, I'll be, be a guest. It, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever cooked for the king? Not the king per se, but I have cooked for the queen consort. Oh. Mm. And do you think she's ever said, oh my God, king angela's food was yum yeah i think she probably oh has. my god do you think yeah. she's ever gone should we put dish on <laughs> i reckon if we get tom on which yeah. i think we should get tom yeah, on because he's a great laugh and a yeah. brilliant raconteur then she may listen to tom okay good yeah i think okay. she's quite busy doing what she yeah, does yeah she is busy you know? yeah but, but um, she has downtime i'm yeah. sure i heard the carriage for the coronation this week has been like it's the ye old carriage i don't know if that's its official title but like the old <laughs> carriage that you see yes. royalty in but they've sort of souped it up for them yeah so it's got air conditioning and electric windows fabulous so it might have surround sound yeah and then they could have had Make this a big deal. Mm. she's a huge jack russell and dog fan is she yeah she was very good friends with the late paul o grady ah, and did a lot of, but but when we lost betty she called tom and said has angela found her dog yet what's going on you know she would honestly because she would be nervous as hell if her dogs got lost oh so she likes a jack russell loves a jack russell well that's very convenient because you know there's loads of like coronation merch doing the rounds lovely you'll have seen like charles's face on biscuit tins everywhere waitrose have done a cake with a Jack Russell's face on. Fat. So that makes sense. And the good news is, for each product sold, a pound plus VAT goes to Battersea Dogs Home, which is where both my dogs are from. Are they? Yeah, oh, it's, it's good. What have you got there? So that's the Queen Consort, Camilla, with oh. Betty in Brick Lane. Oh, my God, Betty. A little Betty Boo. <gasps> and then there's the King meeting Sandra, our local landlady, and meeting the Queen Consort. Oh, my God, go on, So, Sandra. yeah. Look, yeah, Sandra. She said to me after, she's, I wouldn't let his hand go, Ange. I wouldn't let his hand go. I bet he was like, get off me, Sandra. But no, so they came to Brick Lane, which is down the road from us, you see. Yeah. So, yeah. No, what a year Betty's had. The ups, the downs, <laughs> lost, know. mixing with royalty. <laughs> hey, I've got a bone to pick with you, by the way. Oh God, what have I done? Remember a few weeks back? I think it was weeks. I don't think I've seen you since. Might have been a week ago. I did a Q&A on my Instagram. Oh, yes. Sunday afternoon. And I thought, why don't we have some of the people that follow me yeah. ask some questions? Nice. People ask loads of questions. You asked a question. <laughs> Angela's question. Why? 
<laughs> was that it? Is that what you wanted that to That was my question. As why? In, why are you doing these questions? I was like, either there is a question coming and she's typed why and send by accident. Or no, she's my just question like, was why? why. It was the last why? why? And was it a why? Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, why, why is he doing this? Why? I think you should but do But to one. be fair, I did then flip through yeah. the questions. I like the ones that they looked in your fridge. Yes. They're very intrusive, some very of these intrusive questions. Intrusive questions. Yeah. That's the why. It's That's like you're why. really inviting people. We all know. think you should do one. <laughs> no chance. So you think? <laughs> Do you think? I'll do it with you. I'm going to get that on my to-do list. I think we should do one. Okay. Um, an Ange Q&A. Marvelous. And my question is going to be, why? <laughs> um, Prue Leith today. Love Prue. Love Prue. She's brilliant. Prue's a real inspiration, I think. Don't she's you? incredible. Can you believe she's over 80? She looks amazing. She looks she's amazing. still working full time. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant. She is brilliant. It is, of course, Coronation Week on Dish and... Oh, I see what you've done there. Um, Try again, Nick. (laughs) Who better to join us on Dish this week and be seated opposite myself and Angela than food royalty (laughs) epitomised? Here for a meal fit for a king, it's the one and only Dame Prue Leith, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Dame Prue Leith. How are you? I'm very well. Welcome. Thank you. Coronation week. I know. We felt like we needed to pull out the big guns and get Prue on this week. <laughs> we felt like we needed a guest of magnitude. So thank you. Magnitude, for that's me. For coming. Um, how are you? How is life? Life's good. Busy. Mm-hmm. Very busy, but uh-huh. very good. What's been happening? Oh, well, I just finished doing a one-woman show all over the country, uh-huh. um, which was a bit rash at my advanced octogenarian years to, des- <laughs> to decide to, that I wanted to be a stand-up. But I loved it. You know, I love the attention is the long and the short of it. Right. I, yeah. you know, I'm the only person I know who likes having their photograph taken. <laughs> I, I don't always like the result, but I, I just love the process. Yeah. You and when one woman show, you were just talking about your life. You were being yeah, interviewed, was, or you were just no. I was just there. talking for a, yeah. an hour. The first hour, I had a screen behind, you know, with pictures and sure. jokes and yeah. bits of clips and things coming up. And I found it much more frightening than doing a book tour. You know, usually with book tours, you can talk to hundreds of people, and yeah. somehow it was really scary. And, and at the beginning, I had serious um, anxiety. Anxiety, but you know, we ended up at the London Palladium. And the London Palladium has twice as many seats in it than any of the other theatres I'd mm. been to. So I was really nervous. And, of course, being in London, half my friends were there. So I was once again full of stage fright, which I'd got over. I mean, it was, I'd done it for 34 times. So I really was fine. And I walked on and I just completely froze. I just dried up. And I just was filled with a kind of rush of anger at myself not I mean you've done it 34 times why can't you do it and I just suddenly just said to the audience bloody London Palladium it's so frightening (laughs) and I'm 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 using the F word (laughs) in the London Palladium in front of 2000 (laughs) and of course they all roared with laughter and then I relaxed because they were all on my side and you know and, and we had a great show and then afterwards we had a party for mostly my mates in the bar and it was the end of the show so we were all getting plastered fast and then I can't tell you the number of people who said that was brilliant was it scripted 
you know, they thought I'd deliberately yeah, yeah, sure. done Didn't that. Play. <laughs> and I wish I'd thought of it earlier because if I just did that every n- night, I'd get that yeah. Yeah. sympathetic. The honesty, I guess, yeah. that everyone yeah, loves. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is terrifying. Yeah. And it what is terrifying. terrifying. It was yeah. terrifying. Well, congrats on doing that. In the autumn, I'm going to do it in America. Oh, nice. And I mean, it ended up in Vegas. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, and I think of Vegas as sort of high-kicking girls and, yeah. you know, margarita heaven and all that. Oh. So I can't imagine what they'd turn up to watch a I think for. just come out with a big margarita one yeah. of those long cigarettes, <laughs> yeah. you know, just go, yeah, I'm ready for you. Yeah, yeah I'm ready for the show. Wow. <laughs> um, well, we're going to have a cocktail at the start of the podcast today because we yeah. thought... Why the hell not? It's the coronation. We um, have proof. Exactly. So we're going for the King's Coronation Royale, which is made with Silent Pool Coronation Expression Gin. Um, and it's got some dessert wine in there, some That's clementine. A very pretty bottle. A very yes. nice bottle, some creme de cassis and a little bit of mint. And uh, yeah, topped off with a night timber rosé as well. Wow. So it's quite yeah. boozy, but cheers. Cheers, It's huge. It's like, it is, it's, 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 it feels king-like, goblet-like, mm. doesn't it? It is. Mm, that is one delicious cocktail. Very nice. Yeah. It's good. It's not overly sweet. As soon no. as you said sweet it wine, I thought it's just delicious. It's this dangerously really delicious. Dangerous. Yes, <laughs> this is really dangerous. That is. It's good though. Yeah. That is really good. That is very yeah. nice. And it's sort of well done, I mean, it's just so you, that could go down really easily. Mm, really good. Yeah. So Prue, I can see on the table in front of us, we have two Prue Leith books. They're the same one, though. <laughs> yeah, same one. <laughs> this is Bliss on Toast. This is so chic, Prue. I mean, I knew it would be chic, but what chic book? I love this oh, one. Look. Peppered steak mm. and salsa verde on sourdough. So easy. It's so oh. good. You see, it's just mouth-watering. You want to eat it. Well, You're you right. Know, it's all toast. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm convinced that anything that tastes good on a plate tastes better on toast. I'm with you oh. there. And what's more, you don't then have to do rice or pasta or carbs because yeah. you've got the carbs underneath. Yeah. I even put a Caesar salad with scallops yeah. on toast. Mm. And I just made the toast, the, the croutons, you know, so you had a big crouton underneath. And then Caesar salad on top, and it's delicious. Perfect, oh, yeah. I should have brought my other book. You should have brought the whole library of Prulis. No, that I should have brought my autobiography, which is the one, you know, I use as the basis for my show. Mm-hmm. But one of your books is one of my most used books when I first started cooking, which is the original Leith's book. The Bible book. The yeah. Bible, <laughs> yes. which is this thick, Nick. It's oh. like this big. And what's amazing about it is that the illustrations of how... You know when you sit there and say to me, how do you do that? In fact, he rings me on Saturday night in service when I've got 100 on the book oh, yeah. to ask me a question. <laughs> like, how do so I make now an I'm going to buy yeah, him no, I'm like, book. what do I do with this monkfish? And She's go, like, page 55 oh, of Prue's book, <laughs> oh, Prue's it book. will shape... Is it, it's incredible. And the amount of chefs I know have that book when you first start yeah, the yeah, training. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, we wrote it for students, of course, yeah. and so we needed to do all that technique and we ended up with another great book called the Leith's Technique Bible which yeah. is the most boring cookbook you've ever read because it's all just technique you know yeah. how, how to uh-huh. do it and as, as I mean today if I did it I'm writing a new cookbook now and I'm going to have that barcode thing QR code oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can just go straight to me on YouTube doing it instead of having to clever. yeah because sometimes as someone that is not a chef when I will read a recipe or I'll read, you know, a, a cookbook and I'll be like, oh, 
What do they mean by that? And then that's really yeah. handy. And yeah. you need a little yeah. video. What is your plan for the coronation? Do you are you having a party? Mm-hmm. Are you working? What's happening? Now I'm having a party. I support this idea of the big lunch, you know, which is mm-hmm. lots of people getting together and street party sort of stuff. And we're having a, a big lunch, but it's going to be picnicy food because. The grown-ups will all want to watch the telly mm-hmm. and the children will all want to play, play in the garden. And my husband is obsessed with children's toys, so we have a collection. I swear that none of my family come down for any other reason than that their children get to ride on segways and, and scooters and, oh, wow. <laughs> and little mini bikes and a, and a quad bike and all sorts of stuff. They, there's just lots of dangerous toys for yeah. children to come. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we watch the telly. Okay, so that's the plan. And who will cook? Will you be cooking, or will it be a a group effort? No, well, no. If my daughter's around, she's really good Uh and handy. Um, But otherwise, I really like to just get on with it. And too much help delays the whole thing. I like a bit of washing up. You know, Uh, people are only prepared to do what they're told, like commies in the kitchen. Yeah. Then I love them. I mean, but if they want to. Start giving advice. Yeah, or, or, or saying they want to do it differently. Or even my son, who, who really can't cook at all, always has another idea of yeah. the way it should be done. <laughs> You're like, thanks, but no thanks. Do you know what I mean? Not really, really like, it's not a democracy. Yeah. Just, no, no, it's not. It's, know, not. it's not. It's my either. kitchen. Listen to what I tell you. you. Know, That's it. My husband complains that I sometimes get into head chef mode, and, he's, oh, and, he, yeah. and it's really difficult because I just order everybody around. <laughs> but I've always been bossy. I yeah. am a bossy woman. What will you be cooking on Coronation Day, Prue? Well, mostly picnic food, but there's going to be a centrepiece, mm-hmm. which will be a coronation portrait of King Charles. And in fact, I did it for Waitrose Food Mag. And if you go to their website, you can get the recipe. But it's, honestly, Angela, it's so simple. It's just pastry and salmon inside. So it's like a salmon yeah. on croute. Yeah. And a bit of tarragon and nothing else, really. Salmon and puff pastry is ideal combination. It's a marriage. It is. I was rather distressed the other day. I couldn't understand it. I made it for my grandchildren because I made it with my grandchildren. Yeah. A little test, you know. <laughs> and, um, and they all ate the salmon from inside, but right. not the pastry. Oh. I was very surprised because I ate all their pastry. Did you yeah. ask? I mean, I do. Everyone's yeah. pastry. But I, w- I would have thought children would usually yeah. eat the pastry and leave the fish. And leave the fish. It's well brought up grandchildren. Yeah. They like fish. That's your skill to work there. The children of been, taste. You've tested something for the coronation, haven't you? Yeah, I did. And I was really surprised. I had to go to a, um, it was really a sort of PR event to publicise the coronation big lunch, yeah. you know, which is the street party. Mm-hmm. The Eden Project are trying to promote this. So we went to um, Westminster Abbey and they had all these different faiths, all the bosses, you know, everybody. Duke of Edinburgh, he's the, now the Duke of Edinburgh. Edward turned up with a quiche from the royal kitchens from Buckingham Palace. Oh, wow. A quiche. So I was a bit surprised by this. But actually, <laughs> it's a really good choice because if you think, when I first came to England, quiche was something really posh and French and yeah. it was always a quiche Lorraine. Yeah. And it was buttery pastry and it was I thought it was the most divine and, and sophisticated thing. Yeah. Now a quiche is just so universal. Yeah. Children have them in their lunch boxes and you buy them in every supermarket and everybody loves a quiche. So he turned up with a quiche that was um, really delicious. It was very buttery, beautiful, crisp pastry, no soggy bottom. It had a, it had a silky custard, no holes in it, not mm. overcooked and yeah. so on. 
and really moist. And then the filling was broad beans, spinach and tarragon. Lovely. And so obviously tarragon is back in fashion because yeah. <laughs> everybody is putting it in everything. And it was really delicious, a bit of cheese on top. Nice. And we all ate it, but he only brought a little one. I said, didn't you realise there, there were 25 people? <laughs> Not very good catering. Come on, Edward. <laughs> and this is the quiche, Are people being sort of encouraged to make the quiche yes, for the coronation. You, yes, you go, if you go to um, coronationbiglunch.com, you get the recipe for that. Oh, and, right. and it is it is delicious. It's in yeah. season. You know, veg perfect. at the time is just beautiful, isn't it? It's just absolutely perfect. Well, I can't remember the last time I had a quiche. I feel like I've not had a quiche for, I'd say, a decade. It is the whole point, as you say, it's got to be a good one. I was in France a few months back. We were doing a restaurant there. And I just when they served me a quiche Lorraine, and I was like, oh, my God. And then I went in the kitchen after. I said, right, can I show you how to make a quiche Lorraine? But you know what I did? I went on and I, said, <laughs> and I looked up the proper recipe because so many of them, they just throw the eggs in and throw the cream and they don't measure. You do actually need to measure that and recipe. And you need to have the bacon really crisp before exactly. it goes in for a Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to have good buttery pastry, not, yeah. not too boring. Really the trouble with a lot of commercial quiches is that the pastry is boring and yes. too thick. Mm. Yeah. And the custard is overcooked, and so it, it curdles as it goes into scrambled eggs and mm. then it goes into dry. It's horrible. Yeah. So if you follow the recipe, it works. Not it difficult. will work. So if you're going to make a coronation quiche... Follow the recipe. Hot tip, follow the recipe. <laughs> That's right. I feel like a quiche was like when I was doing my food technology GCSE, mm. for which I got an A. Only got two A's, and that was one of them. What was the other one? Business studies. Oh, so now keep... that's a surprise. Right? <laughs> my food tech teacher did know my mum, so <laughs> that. But I feel like quiche was like one of the first things that we sort of learnt to do at school. Well, exactly, because it teaches you a lot. It teaches you about custard curdling, it teaches you about mm. how to make pastry. It's, it's a really good early lesson. What about when you were at school? Did you love your food teacher? No, I didn't do any food you teaching. You didn't? I, d I didn't learn to cook until I went to France. Oh, really? To university. I was born in South Africa. And I lived a very white, privileged, it was apartheid time. So, you know, the, the politics was appalling. As my family were quite well off, my mother was a top actress and my father was a top businessman. We ate and, and lived really well, but I never went into the kitchen. You know, there was a cook. He was a wonderful guy called Charlie. And he could have taught me how to cook. It didn't occur to anybody that I'd be... They just said, oh, she'll go to university, so will her brothers. You know, I was interested in the theatre, I was interested in the arts, I was interested in all sorts of things, but not food. Mm -hmm. I mean, I liked eating it, I was always greedy. Mm -hmm. It didn't occur to me that I could be a cook. Right. And then when I got to France and I was au pair with a French family, Madame, she didn't teach me how to cook, but she taught me how important food is. In the mornings we'd go to, you know, like the French go and buy bread before breakfast... She would buy the baguettes in one shop, the croissant in another shop, and the cake in a third shop because they were the best. And watching her cook, you know, she would do everything for the children exactly as she would do later for us. That was a revelation to me. I couldn't believe that food could be so important. And, yeah. of course, I got hooked on it and then came away from France saying, I'm going to be a restaurateur. My darling, I think you're quite a good cook. Wow. Angela Hartner. 
Well, it is pre, wow. and it is the coronation. So what is this, Ange? What have we got going on here? So it's Jeremy Lee's Spring Salmagundi with Herbie Rack of Lamb. It's got new potatoes, asparagus, broad beans. We've got these lovely Clarence Quartz eggs that are softly boiled and a lovely shallot parsley mm. herb dressing. So I'm going to serve you. Really is spring-like. Yeah. That looks really good. But you know, Angela, this is such a great dish yeah. because... If you had veggies, you just leave the lamb off. Yeah. If you have vegans, you leave the lamb and the eggs off. Yeah, exactly. But you've it still works. got a really good meal. It works on so many levels. This is absolutely amazing. I mean, it's so delicious and it's so, so simple. So delicious. It tastes so fresh. Yeah. So a salmagundi is what, sort of like a mixture? Yeah, it's a mixture. So it's for a... everyone listening to this, it's sort of a mixture of... All those great ingredients that Prue and Angela talked about, asparagus and broad beans and lettuce and potatoes, then with egg and lamb placed on yeah. top. So it's sort of like a platter. Yeah, it really is, mm. yeah. It looks fantastic. It's a rack of lamb, which is, it's a nice one to cook, you know, it doesn't it's take so delicious. half an hour or anything. It's you can do not it in, cheap. You know, yeah, it's not cheap. But, but I think with so all the lovely. extra veg, you don't need to have tons of no, meat. No, everybody can get one cup. Yeah, of exactly, meat. yeah. And then what about, on the recipe, it talks about trimming the lamb. What does yeah, that mean? Well, that's that. this is what this is. That's French trimming. Mm. We're, we're, the French always, the butcher will take off all the fat and yeah. the um, gristly bits from, so that you can eat it like that. Yeah. And, you know, so it's very, it's, which makes it more expensive, but it's more work, divine. yeah. And you'll always have that little bit of fat at the top, which you keep, because yeah. that's you yeah. want that to melt down and be part of what you cook. Yeah, it does the basic yeah, for exactly. you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And also it crisps up and with the herby yeah. topping. It's perfect, it is yeah. so good. It's so good, this. Yeah. And it's cooked in a little bit of butter, mm. <gasps> which yeah. always makes it good. Always makes everything delicious. Well, it's yeah. always that way. Yeah, my aunt does this recipe, and it's uh, I think it's the original Marcella Hassan, which you would love. And you basically batten down the lamb, you know, the chop like that, so it's quite flat. And then you basically put it in breadcrumbs, flour, and parmesan, and then mm. you fry it. So it's okay. just like a, can, a sort of, you know, crispy fried lamb in a way. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> I bet it's delicious. And, you know, with the parmesan and stuff and fried in butter, it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, this, it's like is, this. Mm. this is really good. I feel like this is a real, well, perfect for coronation, really. Mm. I was going to say that. Like, Do you see what we're both doing? Yeah. I know Nick's been too polite. We were here with our no, hands. No, but this is <laughs> this is the best bit mm. because you get the crunchy bit. You yeah. get the seasoning on the outside. And, you and get, the fatty lamb. And you get a little bit of mm. fat. Mm. I'm always trying to persuade my husband that fat is a good thing. It is. Because it, that's where the flavour is. Mm. Can we talk about this mm. sauce? Yeah, let's talk because, about this dressing. I mean, I think all of these sauces, like, you know, mm. um, green sauce or... Yeah. Or nice. gremolata yeah. or any of these are absolutely delicious and they're worth learning how to make mm. properly. Yeah. And this this is mostly anchovies and finely chopped shallots. Yes. And then parsley, mint, and then a good olive oil and a good vinegar. Just mm. perfect. And not the most expensive, but just a, a good yeah, flavoured one. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's the other thing about French. Well, certainly Italian, maybe more than French. You don't need all these meat-based sauces. No. I mean, you can take all the juices and, you know, I tend to do that, pour the juices on and put them into the sauce and stuff. But you don't need a heavy meat, uh, like, you know, meat sauce. You can just have a nice vinaigrette, which is mm. what we've got here. It's really good. It really transforms the meal, that, doesn't You're it? You're quiet. Yeah, no, yeah. it's delicious. <laughs> and what wine have I'm we got, it. sommelier? We have gone for a Cote de Rhone right. with okay. our lamb today. Yeah. Gabriel yeah. Meffrey Organic. 
which will be great with the lamb and also really great with that really delicious anchovy and shallot dressing as well. Mm. And let me just try those two things in my mouth together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, just check. Just check if Just to check if Waitrose are onto something. Are you a red or a white wine fan? Red more, yeah, same here. Yes, I'll always reach for red. The only time I drink white, says she's swallowing red, mm -hmm. yeah. is at lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> but that is perfect for this coming weekend, for the coronation, or maybe for like a Sunday lunch where you want to impress. Right. It's a bit yeah, of a showstopper. Yeah. If you want to check this out, go on waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes and you can find the recipe on there. Let's talk about Bake Off. Is it still a joy to do and, and be in there? Well, it is because, you know, what you see is really what you get. Mm, I mean, yeah. that atmosphere in the tent is absolutely real. I have never in six years, I have never heard anybody shout at anybody in, yeah. among, mm -hmm. on that crew. I've never heard anybody get angry or yeah. quarrel or stamp mm -hmm. off. Or, Even which, Paul? No. 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 <laughs> And Paul is actually... A he's great, lovely. He's he is such lovely. a softie. Yeah, he yeah. really is. You know, he does this terrifying stare. Yeah. But it's all nonsense. I mean, he's the one... If the cameras are off... Yeah. And sometimes the bakers... You know, grown-ups, if things go wrong, they can hold it... Yeah. And, and behave perfectly on telly mm. while the cameras are going. But then afterwards, they might burst into tears course, or yeah. have a little weep. It's Paul who you'll Who's see with his, with his arm yeah. around... Oh, around no, him. I'm sure, yeah. He's a, he's a real softie. How many people, like, have come from it and mm. now have got careers? Mm. You know, like, people writing cookery books, mm -hmm. Candies, mm. who's, you know, running pubs and, you know... Nadia. It is, it, yeah, Nadia, Nadia, you know, who's yeah. got her own TV show. I mean, it is great that these people have been discovered now. One of my favourite stars of Bake Off was Alison Hammond. And oh, now... Yeah. Going to be the new host. Mm. Oh, yes, of course. Mm. She's replacing Matt Lucas. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love Matt and Noel because it just, the show's mad already. And yeah. then you had Matt and <laughs> Noel together. And now with Alison Hammond, I'm like, that show's nuts. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I, I think it'll be great. Um, I've only ever seen her on telly. I don't know her. Yeah. And um, I've seen, you know, she's come mm -hmm. to Bake Off. And, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. was charming and funny. Door, and, yeah. <laughs> but um, what I liked about Matt and they're just themselves. They just behave yeah. like complete lunatics. Would I? Yeah. I never get the jokes, you know. I can't. <laughs> I mean, all this stuff about, you know, innuendo and things. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel I'm really glad Alison's coming because at least she's a woman and mm. then she'll be a little bit more sensible. I mean, those... <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> we know Alison. <laughs> well, those three men, they're like three children. Yeah, I mean, of course. The word sausage puts them into... <laughs> What's with you guys? Yeah, look at the men laughing. Yeah. I mean, you say sausage and everybody rules his up. What's wrong with you guys? Anyway, but anyway, that's them. And, and so... Over and over again, I get, I'm the butt of the joke because I'm standing there and I don't understand why everybody's laughing. And because I have said something which yeah. apparently is hilarious. Yeah. And it's rude. And of course, I don't get it. So. <laughs> well, maybe Alison will. Yeah, she'll help you. She'll, she'll help you. A bit of gravitas to the show. Yeah. I mean, the iconic moment when Alison didn't know where the oven door was. Oh, my gosh. Was yeah. really one of my favourite yeah, bits, yeah, to tell yeah. you that. Really funny. She'll be great, Craig. She, she came would. on Dish. We did this in my kitchen and she came round and she was, she's a lot of fun, isn't she? she she'll is. be fantastic. She's great that. energy. She'll yeah. be brilliant. 
I remember you doing a speech once, Prue, or maybe it was just you and me chatting, telling you that you used to call up Albert Roux or Michelle Roux when you first started your restaurant in Notting Hill for advice about how to... Because how long did you run that restaurant for? 25 years. There you go, you see. I mean, Christ, you've done a lot. How long did it take you to get a Michelin star? A couple of years. Took me 21. No, <laughs> idiots. Idiots. Idiot. <laughs> Honestly. Shout out to Michelin if you're listening. I think maybe it took me so long, partly because... I might have lost mine now, by the way. Call them <laughs> idiots. <laughs> call them idiots. <laughs> but I'll tell you that Michelin weren't in England when I started. I'm right, that okay. old. So yeah. for a while, it wasn't a chance. But I got so fed up that I wasn't getting a Michelin star that I finally, I just decided to ring them up and ask them why. Yeah. And so I did. And... And I, to my astonishment, they put me through to Derek Brown, who was the um, head, head of Michelin. Head of yeah. Michelin. And ah, he said, yes, Leith, um, yeah, we've inspected you three times last, last year. And he said, you've been on the cusp of getting a star for a long time. Why don't I come with my head, you know, chief inspector, who's been the main inspector for your restaurant, and we'll talk about it. And I was amazed, because I didn't think I'd even get through to him. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he turned up, and I got my manager and chef. And we sat around the table, and he was so fascinating, um, and it gave me such respect for, for Michelin. He said, took out this great big file, it was the day, days before yeah. computers, you know. and he had, it was like, this is your life, you know, there was this, this great big file. And then he said, mm, right, well, let's take the bread. In um, June last year, you had absolutely beautiful bread. You had three different varieties. They were all freshly baked. They were all warm when they came to the table. And... Um, it was perfect. The neck, then in late June, such and such a date, there was only focaccia. It was a good focaccia, but that was the only option. Then in December, it was par-baked, brought in baguette. Yeah. And what's more, you hadn't even baked it properly, you know, served it as it comes, half-baked. Mm. And as I sat there, I thought, oh, God, that's when the baker left. Yeah. That's when the pastry sh chef thought he yeah. could make good focaccia and he'd yeah. do it. That's when um, we yeah. realised he couldn't. So that's when we yeah. started buying in the bread. Yeah. And then he did the same thing about the French dressing. I mean, that's why I was so interested in yeah. what went yeah. into this. Um, we had a trolley, you know, first course trolley, which was an old-fashioned thing, but it was like an Italian antipasta, yeah, lots lovely. of salads yeah. and things, yeah. and people could have as much as they liked. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you're going to say you don't like the trolleys because they're old-fashioned and they're mm. not French and, you know, more Italian and blah, blah. And not at all either. He said, no, he said, we love the trolleys and we know the customers love them, but he said, we think you use the same French dressing on all the salads. And he said, and what's more, I think it's quite a heavy Spanish olive oil, and wouldn't it be better to have a lighter olive oil on the seafoody ones and perhaps a more mustardy one on yeah, the German yeah, yeah, sausagey yeah, sure. ones yeah. and maybe a, you know, and he was saying to me, do different dressing. And I just sitting there thinking, he's quite right, we've got this bloody great bucket <laughs> <laughs> of, of French dressing, which we, we, put, we make all the salads look yeah. pretty and then we go bloop, 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 bloop on the lot. Yeah. And I thought, you know, yeah, why didn't right. I think of that? Yeah. What happened after we finished the meal once he went through it all? Oh, he went through it all, and so we said, yes, sir, yes, sir, and then we changed everything, and the next year we got a Michelin star. Oh, my God. <laughs> Perfect, you see. That's I it. should have done that, you know, 12 years before. I know, yeah, should have had him round earlier. <laughs> yeah.
One thing that we really wanted to ask you about as well is that when I thought about you coming on Dish, it was like, I always love the Prulith look. Yes. You always look really fantastic. Yes. Like, always good. Do you ever look rubbish? <laughs> or do you just look yeah. good? Um, you're always bright and yeah, colourful. Yeah, always looks great. Yeah. No, I'm always colourful because I don't own anything that's not bright. Yeah. So, and have you always been like that? Have you always loved bright colours and vivid No, looks? I think my husband has helped a lot because oh. he was in the fashion business and right. I only met him 12 years ago. Mm. And up till then, I loved colour, but I was much more cautious about it. Mm. And I also still believed that the trick to be really elegant you had to be cool and so you know everything should be grige you know mm. gray or mm. white or very cool colors and you know perhaps a little gold necklace mm. and yeah. maybe pearl earrings and th- you know posh people was yeah. cool yeah. and when i first met john um, and he asked me out to dinner i made a real effort and i turned up entirely in beige <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with a tan leather coat and gold necklaces. And I had definitely made an effort. Mm. And he said to me, what are you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) What a thing to say on a first date. (laughs) So Uh he's helped a lot. And he's very likely to say, if I say, do you think that's a bit much, the earrings with them? Uh, he normally says, no, more. More. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Got to talk about this, Prue. I'm very obsessed with this. This is the place where all the Prue leaf necklaces and bracelets, jewellery hang. And it's sort of silhouettes of, of trees cut out with all the necklaces hanging from them in, like, your dressing room. I mean, I have been obsessed with necklaces and, indeed, bracelets and watches and earrings. And so I had these drawers full of stuff, most of which I couldn't find, and they were all tangled up together. And I had a pegboard like you'd have on a to- tools, you know, pegboards, yeah. lots of little hooks. John designed it, and my husband designed it, and he got the blacksmith to cut it out of metal, and the laser cutter. Oh. And then he, we, we just put little hooks all over it. Brilliant. And that the thing, the sort of ladder-like thing in the middle, mm-hmm. those are rolling pins. <gasps> oh, that, clever! And so you lift them off, and you can take off the neck, yeah. the, the bracelets, or the watches. And so he designed all that. And when we went into our new house, he then had to do an extra tree because we had a bigger wall. Yes. So and I've still not got enough space. I know that it's an obsession, but I'd say to myself, <laughs> No, it's not. It's an art installation. Yes, it's an installation. <laughs> Prue, we come to our end of the show question here, sealed okay. in a gold envelope, is a question that neither Angela and I have seen. You can open it, you can read it. If you want to answer it, you can answer it. And if you do, you will win a goodie bag from the good people at Waitrose. If you don't want to read it, you don't have to read it. Of course I'll go for it. Yeah, come on, Prue. <laughs> here we go. I might, re- I might regret this when I you see You may regret question. it. <laughs> End of show question. Oh, Paul Hollywood or Noel Fielding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really hard. Oh, that's wow. a cruel. That is a cruel. Oh, that's a mean question because, I mean, they are so different. I adore Noel, and you know Noel is a painter. Yeah. yeah. He is a really good artist. I, I, I'm, actually, I'm not speaking to him at the moment because well, he... Okay. He stayed in... I had a flat in Cape Town and I lent it to him Um, years ago. He thanked me, he said, with a painting Mm. of the view and he never delivered the painting. He said, I'm sure I gave it to you. I said, no, you didn't. He said, oh, well, it must be in my studio somewhere. And you're still waiting. I'm still waiting. I'll have Paul Hollywood. Yeah, go with Paul. Go with Paul. 
your own fault, Nell. Well, Prue, you answered the question. Congratulations. This is your goodie bag from Waitrose. Thank you so thank much you. for coming round. That Enjoy was the coronation. Really great. Thank you. And thank you for that. That Pleasure. was such a lovely lunch. Pleasure. Anytime. You know that. Thank you very Pre- much. Pre- thank you, Prue. Pre- mm. Amazing. Do you know what? He owes me a painting. Perhaps that's what he does. He owes me a painting. Once we were doing T4 at the Enemy Awards and Noel Fielding came on as a guest and he had to, we had like fairground games and he had to hit a thing with a hammer. Mm. And he hit my foot with a hammer and broke my toe. And it was really bad. He broke and, your toe? Yeah, and he, with a hammer. Yeah, the enemy a awards. Painting, and he but... said, I'll get you a painting to say sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and still then, waiting. Still waiting. How many years? Still waiting and your toes broke forever. It's done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. So two paintings, so you, please, yeah. Noel. All right. Yeah. Well, now, Noel, if you're watching, you have got to pay up. Next week on Dish, we are going to be joined by your friend and mine, Mr. Scott Mills. He said to me, hey, do you fancy doing a TV show with me? And I was like, "Mm, yeah. Fast forward to about six months later, I'm living in his house in LA. And it was called The Hoff When Scott Came to Stay. If you would like to recreate today's dish for your friends or family or maybe a stranger in the street, head to waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. That is where you'll find all the meals we've ever made on the podcast. Follow Dish wherever you get your podcast so you'll get it delivered to your device every week. And if you enjoy it, please leave us a great review. If you don't, listen to something else. (laughs) We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela, whatever they are, to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.